Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. If you like Dreamtown, the story of Adelanto, and want access to early ad-free episodes, join Friends of the Pod, Crooked's new subscription community at crooked.com slash friends. Well, 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 here we are, the final chapter of our story. It looks like we got ourselves another election. I believe they call that full circle. Stefana, she'd had enough of trying to work alongside the mayor. Decided to run against him instead. <laughs> Stefana versus the mayor, yep. I bet it's going to be a close one. Stefana's a fighter. And the mayor, well, now he's proved he's got what it takes to win. I wonder how it's all going to shake out in the end. On October 3rd of 2022, I placed my phone and keys in a plastic tray and walked through a metal detector inside the entrance to the federal courthouse in Riverside, California. Today was Jermaine Wright's sentencing hearing after being found guilty of bribery and attempted arson back in June of 2022. Jermaine entered the courtroom in handcuffs and leg shackles. He had on a cream-colored jumpsuit his last name was tattooed on his forearm in cursive. He looked defeated. He kept his head down and hardly said a word as he stood next to his lawyer, who had on a bow tie and purple socks. It had been three and a half years since I'd last seen Jermaine. When I interviewed him at City Hall back then, his daughter sat by his side doing her homework as we chatted. I think a lot about something he told me that day when I asked him about why he changed his mind about weed. I spent a lot of time speaking to national bishops in the Methodist Church, as well as Church of God in Christ, talking to a lot of people that I've known that I have a lot of respect for, and really searching myself to see, am I doing what's right, not only for my city, but can I look at myself in the mirror when I do this? I also think about the fact that Jermaine Wright was a supporter of the prison back when he was a council member. I wondered if he felt different about prisons now that he lived in one. I wanted to ask him this, but he declined my request for a follow-up interview. In the end, former pastor Jermaine Wright was sentenced by Judge Jesus Bernal to the minimum of five years for the bribery charge and five years for attempted arson. But both sentences could be served concurrently. He's scheduled to be released on March 4th of 2026. Jermaine's sentencing brought an end to one chapter of Adelanto's history. But what about the larger FBI investigation? There were still a lot of unanswered questions. And that uncertainty makes it feel like the sword of Damocles 
is hanging over the city of Adelanto. Who might be the next person to get arrested? The owners of the jet room? Or Bug? Or maybe city manager Jesse Flores? Perhaps the man in the clown suit? That would be a twist that no one saw coming. It had been over five years since the FBI first rolled into town. And a lot of people felt the same way Stevana did. She wanted to close this chapter of Adelanto's history for good. Trying to figure out what really happened, how do we fix it, and not so much focus on the past because we want to move forward, right? But if we don't unpack and figure out where we went wrong, how do we move forward? This was the question being put before voters in the upcoming mayoral election. Did they want to move forward with Stevana's vision of the future or the mayor's? And what did Adelanto's future look like seven years after legalizing weed? From Crooked Media, this is Dreamtown, the story of Adelanto, Chapter 8. Sometimes you win. When Stevana decided to run for mayor, she went all in. She could have run for re-election to the council at the same time, but she decided it was no use trying to work with Mayor Reyes. It doesn't make any sense for us to sit on this dais for another four years and, and pretend like everything is cool, because it's not, because you feel like I'm a problem. Stevana and Reyes continued to butt heads over a number of issues leading up to the election. And as you might remember, the Adelanto City Council is nonpartisan. But Stevana is a progressive Democrat, whereas Reyes says he's a registered Republican, though he calls himself a 60 40. 60% Republican, 40% Democrat, right? It's not surprising that Reyes and Stevana disagree on certain issues. Take immigration reform. This was an important issue in Adelanto because the city is home to the state's largest immigration detention prison. Stevano was in support of closing the facility down. In a perfect world, there would be no more detention centers altogether. But the mayor felt differently, even though he was himself the child of immigrants who came to this country illegally. He was supportive of the private prison company Geo Group. They have been a good partner for the community. They've donated thousands of dollars to Little League, thousands of dollars to get kids to college and give back. The mayor did agree with Stevana that America's immigration system is broken. But he saw it as a federal issue. Immigration, in my opinion, shouldn't be handled by people who've been in politics for one, two, three, four years. That should be something where the big boys and girls should roll up their sleeves and really do what's best for our country. Stevana and the mayor disagreed on other things, like cannabis regulation and how to combat racism in the city and police reform. And then... There was the water issue, something I've alluded to before. It's been a problem in Adelanto for decades. The first week I was here, I noticed that the water had an odor, and I saw that it had a discoloration. You know, we can't drink the water. This is Alan Hampton. 
he and his family moved to Adelanto from Compton, California in 2016. Like a lot of people, the high cost of living drove them out. We was paying 2800 We cut up to him. We was only paying 900 for a four-bedroom house. A few years after they moved in, Hampton and I chatted in the garage of that four-bedroom house on a quiet street in a subdivision surrounded by open desert. He told me that this new life suits him. Yeah, it's been uh, great, except the water. Hampton has his own catering business. His garage was filled with shelves of spices and pantry items, and spread throughout the garage were gallon jugs of store-bought water. We probably go through 150 gallons of water, store-bought water, a month. We have to brush our teeth with the water, and we cook with the water. So most of the times, if we, if we can't get water, we're using broth. Because water has went up. It used to be 99 cents. Now it's $1.50 for a gallon. And it cuts into the profit. His family does have to use the tap water to wash dishes and for bathing, even though it makes their skin itch. One of my children can't even, you know, barely wash her hands because of the water. We thought it was the soap, but we changed soap. And now we, we, we found out that it was the water. But what can we do? The first time Hampton went to a city council meeting to voice his concerns, Rich Kerr was the mayor, and Bug Woodard and Jermaine Wright were on the council. Hampton's first impression was that they weren't all that concerned about the safety of the town's water. They don't care. If you're not coming there with, you know, a weed farm and, you know, any, any kind of business that has to do with that, then they're not going to listen to you. They'll listen to you, but they're not going to do anything. People in Adelanto have been complaining about the water for a long time. And ever since the city started raking in money from weed, they expected the water quality to improve. But years went by, and it didn't seem like anyone at City Hall had any plans to fix the problem. But according to Hampton, things changed after Stevana was elected to the city council. We had one person responsive to the issues of water, and that was Stevana Evans. Water became a key issue in the run-up to the 2022 election. And as a council member, Stevana believed it was her duty to find out why there were so many complaints about the city's water. But she says when she took initiative, Mayor Reyes was not supportive. The mayor said on, on several occasions that I was working outside of my scope of work, you know, and, and I need to let the employees do their job, and, you know, this isn't your job to do, and it, it wasn't easy. She couldn't investigate the water issue through the council, so she decided to get to the bottom of the problem on her own. She started by reaching out to PERC, the company that Adelanto contracts to manage its water infrastructure. We pay PERC a lot of money. No shade. I love our guys at PERC. Please don't get me wrong. I think that they are amazing people, and they've never given me a reason to doubt what they say. But my problem is, if your report is saying that the water is fine and everything is good, then why is it cloudy? then why does it smell? Why does it taste funny? Why does it come out brown? The, the, that doesn't coincide with everything's fine. One of Stevana's concerns was that PERC was paid to operate the city's infrastructure. 
but the city also relied on PERC to test water quality. Stevana thought it would be good to have a third party test the water. I reached out to Pitzer College and uh, I said, hey, do you got any kids that want to help me? Shout out to Ella. I'm sort of the water nerd. She was the, the student who took this on as her thesis paper. I was sort of the person who could just think about water for hours on end. And so she got in the trenches with me, out knocking on doors and asking people, sounding like crazy folks, like, can we have a sample of water from faucet you haven't used today? And that's how it started. Ella and her peers did a comprehensive study of Adelanto and its water. And they came across some unsettling statistics about the health of Adelanto's citizens. The rate of low birth weights is in nearly the 100th percentile for census tracts in California. So that means there are essentially more low birth weights occurring in Adelanto than any other location in California that we know of. Ella witnessed this statistic firsthand. I was with these two new parents asking them about their water in their house and they had their baby with them. Very adorable baby, but definitely the smallest baby I've seen in my entire life. When I asked Mayor Reyes about Adelanto's water, he told me that there was nothing wrong with it. We don't have a water quality issue. If you go to our water basins and you look at the reports that are done by the professionals who specialize in this, there's not an issue with the water. He says the real issue is Adelanto's aging infrastructure. It's not that the water's bad. It's that the pipes are old. Because we are in a desert community. Whenever a pipe bursts, all that dirt is getting circulated into our water infrastructure. So again, we don't have a water issue. Um, our water's not contaminated. Stevana was not happy to hear the mayor's claim that Adelanto's water was fine. To say that the water is fine is sickening. Go talk to the people and ask them if they think their water is fine. I'm sure the, the mayor of Flint said that the water was fine. It's annoying. Thanks, David, for pissing me off. I'm sorry. I really I didn't mean to come over and anger. <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. You cannot live in Atalanto and say the water is fine. You cannot. I reached out to Perk to ask about their water study, but they did not respond to my interview request. This was a key issue for Stuvana, not just on the campaign trail, but as a resident of the city whose water came from the same wells as everybody else's. We're going to go ahead and move on to our presentation by Ella Meyer from Fitzer College regarding our Avalanto Community Water Report. Today I'm presenting on the Community Water Report that was created to compile research on Adelanto's water and suggest pathways to achieve water justice for Adelanto's residents. Um, next slide, please. On September 14th, 2022, the students from Pitzer College presented their water report to the city council. And for Stivana, it was a bittersweet moment. On one hand, all this work was finally coming to fruition. But one of the key findings of the study was that Adelanto's water had dangerous levels of PFAS chemicals, 
also known as forever chemicals. PFAS chemicals have been around in lots of consumer products since the 1950s. They're used to keep food from sticking to packaging and to make carpets resistant to stains and in foam used to fight fires. It is a chemical that once it leaches into the groundwater, it is so hard to get out. It basically stays there forever. And the same goes with when this chemical leaches into human bodies. It accumulates in your bloodstream over time. When Adelanto's water was tested for PFAS, there were samples that contained two to four parts per trillion of PFAS in the water, which is between 500 and 1,100 times higher than the EPA's advisory for lifetime exposure. Another key finding of Ella's study was that many of the wells that Adelanto draws its water from are located very close to the former site of George Air Force Base, an area that was designated a Superfund site. The land was found to have a very high concentration of toxic chemicals. Adelanto filed a class action lawsuit related to the toxic waste the Air Force Base left behind when it closed. There's really a lot that I can't speak on too much about it because there is um, pending litigation uh, around that and some things that we're exploring. But yes, there's contamination from the air bases that have most definitely affected parts of my community. Stevana and the people of Adelanto were glad to see this action being taken. But Stevana was also upset because she felt the mayor was now taking credit for work she says he discouraged her from doing. And then to have the council be receptive of the report and, you know, now try to take credit for the report. But it, it is what it is, right? I don't give, I, I'm not a credit seeking. I don't care who gets credit. I also don't like when you take credit where it's not due, but to be so against it while it was happening and then to say, oh, great teamwork. Like, there was no teamwork, bro. You guys fought against me every step of the way. When I spoke with the mayor, I asked him about this. Were you supportive of those efforts? I know one of her criticisms was that she felt that you weren't supportive of those efforts to have that study done. Do you think that's accurate? Um, it's not that it's not accurate, right? I, I most definitely support it. Um, one of the things that I always, that I will never take away from, you know, Councilwoman Evans is she most definitely has a heart of an activist, right? And um, typically the heart of an activist, it's kind of hard wanting to take criticism or wanting to take guidance from other people if it doesn't meet your, 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 your agenda, right? I'm glad she got it done. It was, how would I, I still have to be respectful because I don't want to get in trouble with saying anything. Um, I, last my train of thought. So, yes, I'm supportive. Yes, it was great that we did, but... We all had access to that information. Reyes says that he already knew about everything that was in the students' report before they tested the water. Which raises the question, if the mayor knew about the PFAS chemicals in the water, why didn't he pursue litigation against the federal government before the students presented their report? And why is he still saying today that the water is totally fine? I wrote to Reyes, asking for clarification on this, but he didn't respond. 
Stevana believed that the work she spearheaded on the water issue gave her an edge in the mayoral election. And as you've learned by now, it doesn't take many votes to become the mayor of Adelanto. In 2018, the population was just under 35,000, and Gabriel Reyes won with 1,539 votes, which was about 4% of the city's population. Ten days before the 2022 mayoral election, I met up with Stevana on the north side of town. She was putting on a Halloween trunk-or-treat event in a dirt lot. A little less than two weeks out from the election, right? Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, you know, I feel really good. I think that it's going to be super close between the mayor and myself. But I, I think that overall, we've done we've done all we can do. Um, and we're, we still have things to do, of course. Do you have any plans for, like, the last week coming up? <laughs> what does the last week of the before the election look like for you? Yeah, try to only cry once a day. That's the goal. Keep the crying down. Um, no, you know, I think it's just to stay in the trenches. We got to get, uh, we have a whole lot more people to call. We got a whole lot more doors to knock on. That's what we have to do. It, that, that's how you win elections. As Stevana and I were chatting, kids started walking across the dirt lot towards the bouncy houses that Stevana had rented. Her plan was to let the kids play during the day. And then when it got dark, there would be a trunk or treat. She'd reached out to a local car club, and the members had promised to park their classic cars on the dirt and open their trunks, which would be full of donated candy. So when the trunk or treat is here, could the people bring their costumes? Yeah, can they? Are you going to have fun? Yeah, I'm going to have fun. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! What's your name? David. That's my brother's name. You copied my brother's name. I think I had his name the sun dipped towards the horizon and the sky started to turn pink. Kids peeled off one at a time to go home and change into their costumes. Slowly, little Batman and astronauts and football players and jerseys way too big for them emerged from the nearby apartment complexes, hand in hand with their parents. And then I noticed Stevana was off to the side, looking distraught. Go on. I'm a little stressed out. Why? Because the car club hasn't shown up. <laughs> yeah, it's already 6, huh? It's 6.06. As the minutes ticked by, I could see Stevana was getting more upset. The car club still hadn't shown up, and it was almost time for the trunk or treat to begin. She started wiping tears away from her face with her sleeve. I'm a little bit, um, I'm feeling a little bit right now. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, You weren't supposed to cry today. (laughs) I thought we were going to be good. But remember I said once a day. And so this would be the once. So we're fine. It's like freaking A. I mean, maybe they'll pull in right now, but I don't know how long I wait before I, you know, move on to the other plan. Stevana never heard from the car club. None of them ever showed up. But Stevana sprang into action with a backup plan. She went up to every adult she could find and asked them if they had a car. And slowly, she was able to assemble a line of cars. I chipped in and parked mine in line with the others. Have some candy. Thank you. You're welcome. I lost a Sour Patch kid on the ground. You're welcome. And then... The party starts. 
Hey, are you guys having fun? All right, here we go. I'm very scared of what's about to happen because I know you guys know how to do this dance. Stevana stepped on stage and was surrounded by kids in their costumes. The stage lights lit up dust being kicked up by all the dancing. Jump, 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 Everyone was in a good mood. The kids were all hopped up on candy. Only little. Smoke poured out of the smoke machine. Y'all are amazing. Y'all know all the dances. All right, guys, come off this way. Go off this way. Go off this way. Big kids, go that way. As the party came to an end, Stevana made her last campaign pitch to the crowd. All right, I see y'all taking off. We want to thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate you, Atlanta residents. I look forward to serving you for four more years, guys. Oh, you'll find me on your ballot. If you haven't already filled it out, you know who to bubble in, Stevana for mayor, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for helping me. This was basically the end of Stevana's campaign for mayor. There would be some phone banking and a bit of driving around, sticking campaign signs into the dirt. But this was the big finale before the election. But would it be big enough to make her the mayor of Adelanto? Ten days later, she'd find out. On November 8th, 2022, the sun rose at 6.17 a.m. in the city of Adelanto. It was cold and rainy in the high desert. It was also election day. Dude, I'm a reporter. I was wondering if I could ask you about who you're planning on voting for. Across the nation, people were making their way to their local polling precincts to cast their votes for local, state, and national candidates. Who I'm voting for? Yeah. For the city council on the last time? For the mayor, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm a toss-up between Esmeralda and Reyes here in Adelanto, so I'm going to read their statements in here to finally decide. One of the first people I met at a polling station outside a middle school was Kevin. Gray beard, longish hair, and a button on his jacket with a peace sign in an American flag print. Can I ask you just one more quick question about how you feel like the city has done in the last four years since the last council election? I've been in here since about 92, and I think that for the last eight years, the city has been steady improvement. Uh, it's, the neighborhoods are much better. There's, it seems to be almost no, you know, twerps running around spray painting on things. So the twerps seem to be under control. Twerps aside, I can't say there was any one issue that more people were concerned about than any other. One woman who didn't want to be interviewed said she was moving out of Adelanto because it was too diverse. Another woman named Aaliyah told me she'd recently graduated from college and moved back to Adelanto. Yeah, I grew up here, but it's nice. It's nice to always come home and know that you have a home like this town. This town is really nice. I love it so much. It's really nice. After the sun went down, I headed over to a Mexican restaurant called Pancho Villa's in Victorville, where Stevana was hanging out. There was a big election watch party for Juan Carrillo, a high desert Democrat who was running for state assembly, along with several other Democratic candidates running for offices in the high desert. What we have done this past cycle in these past two years is, is truly, truly incredible. And I know that tonight we are going to be turning parts of our 
uh, District Blue for the first time that we've never seen before. On one hand, it was nice for Stivana to be at a big party among fellow progressive candidates. They even invited her up to the mic to say a few words. It's so awesome to be here with so many Democrats. But here she was, about to possibly become the mayor of her hometown. And she wouldn't even be in Adelanto when the results came in. I would love to be doing this in Adelanto, but the problem is there's nowhere that stays open, there's no, there's no restaurants, there's no nothing. So you're kind of forced to go into Victorville, which is the, one of the issues that we have, right? We're forced to go to our neighboring city to spend money because there's nowhere in Adelanto to spend it. All around us, TVs were announcing the election results, but it was all national politics. The Democrats were doing surprisingly well in their congressional races, and it was looking like they might keep a majority in the Senate. But all of us here, in this room, we were waiting for a different set of results. Who would represent the high desert in the state assembly? Who would be the head of the Victor Valley School Board? And who would be the next mayor of Adelanto? To get those results, Stevana and her campaign manager, Jayshon Johnson, had to look at their phones. They were huddled together in a booth, refreshing their browsers over and over again, waiting for the first batch of votes to trickle in. And eventually, they did. Oh my God, he's killing me. It's a wrap. 620, he's got it. He's got it already. There's no way to come back from that. The numbers did not look good for Stivana. In the first batch of votes, Mayor Reyes was ahead by 400 votes. This was pretty much how the rest of the night went. Stevana repeatedly checking her phone to see if the vote tally had changed. Slowly, the crowd thinned out, and by about 10 p.m., everyone had gone home, except a couple stragglers and Stevana. We're far behind. We're far behind. He has 600 and something, and I have 200 and something. You have two homeless. Yeah. Stevana and I both left at the same time, going our separate ways in the parking lot. Before I made the drive back to L.A., I checked the results one last time. Stevana was behind by 400 votes. And supposedly... Only 4% of precincts had reported. But that didn't seem right, and it seemed unlikely that Stevana would close the gap, though technically the election had not been called. On November 9th, the sun rose at 6.18 a.m. in the city of Adelanto. The residents awoke to the news that Mayor Gabriel Reyes had won his re-election bid with 1,696 votes. In second place was Stevana Evans with 605, which meant that the December 14th city council meeting would be her last. Ain't got no regulations over here. Just kidding. All right. Um, so I want to thank my sons, Cameron, Aiden, and Declan, for their many sacrifices for the last four years. I want to thank my trusted friends that stood by me and supported me and the boys as we endured what proved to be a very trying four years. 
I want to thank those staff members that did all you could and continue to do all that you can do to move our city forward in the right way. To the council and city manager Flores, it was an experience for sure. It's time for us to get back to work without the restrictions put on me by the seat and this building. I look forward to working with you guys to ensure that the folks that sit in these five seats are held accountable and do what's right by us. Let the admonishments begin. Let's get to work. Stevana says that she doesn't plan to give up fighting for the issues that she campaigned on. She's just going to go back to fighting as an activist. I think that it's, it's going to be a, a benefit to have had the four years of experience, you know, on council. Now I understand how to work this from, you know, from the inside. Stevana may never have run for office if it hadn't been for the nightmare she went through after her daughter Haven died and her children were wrongfully taken from her twice. The sad irony of her situation was that when she did get elected, it meant she had a lot less time to spend with her children. But now, she would be getting a lot of that time back. And the biggest change to Stevana's life happened not long after she lost the election. I got married. I got married, got right. All the way married, yeah. Uh, <laughs> engaged and married, I should married, say. So yeah, in, within a week. Um, yeah, yeah, a few days, actually. Um, yeah, but it was it's good. You know, I think when, when it's right, um, then you just know. You know, you don't have to take forever and... And, and so, super happy. I visited Stevana and her family on a recent Wednesday night. Down at City Hall, the council meeting was in session. If Stevana were mayor, that's where she would have been. Instead, she was at home with her family. Look at us eating at a normal time like a normal family. Um, so we'll, we'll have dinner and, you know, we'll probably listen to some of the, some of the meeting. We also have Bible study tonight, so we'll do some of that. And then uh, my husband will be having the basketball game on. I think I hear it on already, so we'll be doing that. Yeah, multitasking. What are you making for dinner? Tuna casserole. Oh, I should have picked something more black, huh, for this. Ah! Yeah, no, uh, quick and easy. Tuna casserole is one of, one of my family's favorites, so that's what we're doing. But Stevana's absence from politics may be short-lived. She has a new six-year plan. She's going to run for her seat on the council in the upcoming election, make another run for mayor in four years, and then run for county supervisor. Now, you might be wondering, whatever happened to Bug and his colleagues' plan to save Adelanto from bankruptcy. How did that pan out in the end? Well, Bug's plan may have got the ball rolling, but under his leadership, along with Kerr and Jermaine, things were a mess. Back then, cannabis was only bringing in a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Plus, there was all the corruption. Stevana and Mayor Reyes, along with the new council, did their best to clean things up. And by and large, they have succeeded. In the last two years of Stevana's term as a council member, the city almost balanced the budget. And that would not have been possible without the money the city is taking in from weed. Here's Mayor Reyes. Um, we wouldn't be here um, 
with any type of physical stability without cannabis. The cannabis industry, for just alone this year, uh, we're going to bring in, is estimated $5.3 million. So the cannabis industry is bringing about 25 to 30% of our general fund. Having a balanced budget is a huge achievement for Adelanto. But a balanced budget just means that the city breaks even each year. And Adelanto needs substantial funds to fix its infrastructure. Mayor Reyes says that replacing the city's water pipes alone will cost tens of millions of dollars. You know, pre-inflation, we were talking about maybe like in, in 2019, 2020, before COVID, it was right around like $40 million, right, that it would probably cost to do the whole thing. But Reyes is optimistic. Because his administration has successfully balanced the budget for multiple years in a row, the city's credit is improving. We're working on our credit rating. We're working on um, other various things to continuously show our physical responsibility. And with a good credit rating, the city has a better chance at getting infrastructure funding from the state in the form of bonds. You know, Fiona Ma was a big supporter of my campaign. She endorsed my campaign. She's our state treasurer. And she said, hey, when you guys get everything in order, you get your ducks in a row, um, you know, approach us and we'll see how we can support and getting you guys a bond to, to address those issues. On January 13th, 2023, former Mayor Rich Kerr pled guilty to one count of wire fraud. Prosecutors in the case had evidence that he'd accepted over $57,000 in bribes and kickbacks. His sentencing is scheduled for August 4th of this year. He's facing a potentially lengthy stay in federal prison. Though it's possible his guilty plea was part of a deal that he made with the feds. Perhaps he was promised a reduced sentence in exchange for testifying against people who have yet to be charged. And one of the most powerful people in Adelanto, city manager Jesse Flores, who was appointed by Mayor Kerr, Bug, and Germain, is still in power. As the city manager, he's in charge of matters both big and small. We have been experiencing vandalism in our local park restrooms, our toilet paper. It either comes up missing or it's removed from its dispenser and shoved down the toilet, causing it to back up. We do apologize for any inconvenience uh, this may have caused those individuals that just wanted to use the restroom. Help is on the way. Apparently, there are still a few twerps running around town. As for Bug, he decided he'd had enough of Adelanto and of California. He moved to Kingman, Arizona, a few months after he lost his re-election bid. He's much happier living in a place where he can carry a loaded gun. You know, I mean, over here, we're allowed to, you know, openly carry our guns, you know, and of course they're loaded. I mean, what, how stupid it would be to openly carry an unloaded gun? I mean, you're asking for trouble. Bug looks back at his tenure on the city council as one of the more interesting times in his life. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a former life. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I did my four years over there, and um, I'm very happy to where I'm at now, you know. 
and uh, doing what I can, you know, for uh, the future of our children and, uh, well, shall we say, mankind in general. To this day, Bug has never been charged with any crimes related to his real estate dealings with the jet room, which, by the way, is still open for business. If anything, Bug says that all the good he did for Adelanto has been overshadowed by the corruption of everyone around him. Very, very shameful, but it is what it is. And yeah, that's just the way I am. You know, I just, just do people right, you know, and uh, don't fool around. And, you know, it's kind of, kind of what it's all about, isn't it, David? I think, I'm sure you're probably the same way. Yeah, yeah. Bug seems to be living his best life. For someone whose idea ultimately helped save a town from bankruptcy, he seems to have exited the stage quietly. And I wonder how he sees himself and the story of Adelanto. I was curious if you feel like you learned any big life lessons from your time in politics. Learned lessons? Well, not really. In a lot of ways, Adelanto is a different place than it was back when Kerr was mayor. The transition from prisons to pot is ongoing. Nowadays, one of Adelanto's biggest employers is the cannabis industry. A big change from back when the prisons were the top employer. In fact, the days of Adelanto being a prison town may be numbered. We had like hundreds of people that were released, which was a miracle, like a total exodus, you know, exodus in the Bible. Again, this is Diana Esmeralda. She came in third in the mayoral election and has been a proponent of closing down Adelanto's prisons. In September of 2020, during the spread of COVID, a federal judge ruled that Geo Group, which owns Adelanto's immigration prison, had to reduce the number of inmates so that each person could be spread out six feet apart. Hundreds of detainees were released. And by July of 2022, the average daily inmate population was just 49. It was like they just opened the gates and let them out. You know, like the walls of Jericho were going to come down. And it was such a beautiful thing. In March of this year, Geo Group announced that it was laying off 112 employees at the Adelanto facility. Soon after that, the San Bernardino Sentinel reported that Geo was closing the facility entirely. But they did not respond to my email when I wrote to confirm this. If the facility does close, the current city council will have to figure out how to replace the funding the prison was bringing into the city. Meanwhile, Stevana is making the most of her life outside of politics. She has more time to devote to her nonprofit, Haven's Future, which is named after her daughter who passed away. The nonprofit's mission is to provide resources and support for families as they go through the child and family services system. A while back, Stevana held a fundraiser at the Sierra Lakes Golf Course in the city of Fontana, California. She reserved a ballroom with huge windows overlooking the golf course 
There were big round tables with beautiful floral arrangements in the center. Golfers from all over the country came to compete in the tournament. There was also a raffle and guest speakers, including a CFS social worker who spoke about the problems inside the system. After the speeches, Stevana asked everyone to dig deep into their pockets and give what they could. That's why we've been asking for money from y'all all day. And I know that with the support of viewers like you, players like you, uh, we will make that happen. And so uh, that's basically my story. At the end of the day, Stevana and her team encouraged the guests to take the flowers home with them. They folded all the tablecloths and packed everything into Stevana's car before she made the long drive back home to Adelanto. When it was all over, she felt relieved. You know, I, I think that it was a super successful day. While we didn't raise as much money as we would have hoped, um, we learned. And so we, we, we move forward next year. When I asked Ivana how much money the fundraiser brought in, she said that, unfortunately, with all the costs of putting on the event, she just broke even. But she considered the day a success. You know, I don't, I don't think that you ever lose in anything. It's always you win or you learn, right? Stevana says the event got her some media attention, and she was already getting calls from families asking how they could help her. She learned some valuable lessons from the experience and from the last four years of her time on the city council. Not just about politics. She's hopeful about the future. There are a lot of broken systems to fix and causes to fight for. But the way she sees it, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Well, that was quite a tale, wasn't it? Now, don't get me wrong. That's not the end of the story of Adelanto. No, ma'am. The sun keeps rising and setting on this patch of land out here in the Mojave. All sorts of things keep happening. In fact, not too long ago, a new stranger came to town. A real big shot. Richest man in the world, they say. Well, used to be anyway. Fellow by the name of Elon Musk. Can't say for sure he came into town himself, but he sent some of his people to set up shop in Adelanto. Right down the road from the jet room. Hmm? Now, what this Elon fellow was interested in is what lies beneath the city. Now, apparently, this is an ideal spot to practice hole digging. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You see, Mr. Musk wants to build a network of underground tunnels all across America. And he promised Adelanto they could get in on the ground floor of this exciting opportunity. <laughs> Who knows what'll pan out? I'm certainly no expert on the matter. But I do know this. There seems to be something about this place that attracts folks with big dreams. 
Maybe it's the wide open spaces. A blank canvas, you could say. Remember, once upon a time, this was all underwater. Of course, nowadays, there doesn't seem to be enough of this stuff. I do wonder what the next hundred million years will be like in Adelanto. Heck, I suppose anything could happen. After all, this is the city with unlimited possibilities. Adelanto is an original podcast from Crooked Media. It's hosted, written, and executive produced by me, David Weinberg. Nick White is our story editor. Angel Carreras is our associate producer. Sound design, mix, and mastering by Brendan Baker of Phenomophon. Our theme song is by Icarus himself. And our original score is by Eric Phillips. Fact-checking by Amy Tardin. Additional production help from Inez Maza, Sydney Rapp, and Kobe Copeland. Thanks to Betsy Zyko for narrating portions of the show. From Crooked Media, our executive producers are Sarah Geismer, Katie Long, and Mary Knopf. With special thanks to Allison Falzetta, Lyra Smith, Andrew Leland, Richard Parks III, Shaka Molly, and Katya Epikina. <laughs>